Business Tech Weekly podcast episode number 35. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Andy Traub. We're here each and every week to give you tools, tech advice, and all-around good conversation to help us, the small to medium-sized business owner, become more proficient, more productive, more profitable in our day-to-day lives. Roll with that, my friend. We're rolling. Hey, what's up, Andy? I am doing quite well, actually. I am I'm counting my blessings and I'm running out of fingers and toes, so well, I'm good. I heard that this is going to be your best month ever as far as those dollar signs coming in through every crevice and crack in your home. <laughs> well... It's because I need to be weather weatherized, but um, no, dude, don't. Lot, just, it's, just an old. It's an old house. Just no, get yourself uh, an axe and p- make more holes in the wall, my friend. Make more holes. Uh, no, things are very good for uh, definitely my best month ever as a solopreneur, and um, just feeling uh, feeling like I'm making some good decisions with products and uh, got some just just some relationships that I've been working on for the last year that are coming to fruition. And, uh, and that they're becoming clients. And I think the thing I'm most excited about is not the money. It's the, the kind of clients that I'm getting to work with. Right. And it's, uh, and it's really interesting how, you know, I think I could, I could have made that much money six months ago, but there's no way I would have enjoyed it as much because it's just not as much work when you're working with people that, you know, you just, you enjoy spending time with. Right. Um, so that's that's the kind of cool thing about it is I I'm not turning down people necessarily. I haven't had to do that um, in a couple months. I turned down a client up about three months ago. It was about a three thousand dollar job, and I turned it about thirty five hundred dollar job, and I turned it down. Um, but I haven't had to do that in a while. So um, so yeah, it's it's been going real well. Well, I can tell you, it only gets better because you know the, I I think it's the more you get in business, the word gets around. Um, the good clients that you have usually know other people just like themselves. That's just how mm. humans are. We stick around in groups like ourselves. And, <laughs> and, and so what I find is that, you know, once you get a, get some good clients, they have some great traits that, that can be characterized by the group of people that they hang around with. And those people come and hire you. And, and before you know it, you've got, you're just, you actually get to choose that group of people that you like to work with. And, uh, you see more and more of that kind of business rolling in. So it, it, I think it only gets better. And in fact, that's been my, my circumstances is that I'm working with the same type of people over and over again. And all of it's coming from referral business. And uh, mm-hmm. it's a huge blessing. It is a huge blessing. Yeah. Well, hey, well, man. And then my, go ahead. Go no, ahead. You go ahead. Well, I was going to say my association with, you know, Free Agent Academy, that's been huge. And I spoke at an event there a couple weeks ago, which is why we missed the show. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's brought me a lot of, a lot of, of a great clients, just like, you know, you speaking at podcast Nashville has helped a ton. You know, I, we want to encourage folks that real live interaction is, um, you know, it can't, it can't be replaced. That's, 
that's that's I think where you can really make your mark. So that's that's been a huge help. So my thanks to Kevin Miller and Chuck Bowen and all those other leaders over at Free Agent Academy for letting me be a part of that leadership. So absolutely, I, I'm I'm looking forward to finally getting around to getting plugged in now that the lost finale party's out of the way and and my yeah. schedule's freeing up a little bit more and. Uh, I'll tell you what I was going to say is that this past weekend, Andy, I took a vacation. I had a four, actually, I guess the three-day vacation. I had uh, all day Saturday, Sunday, and Monday down in uh, Tennessee, and the family and I went down to the lake house and just had an amazing weekend getaway. Just absolutely awesome. And uh, I did not have to think about work. I didn't have to think about the you know the whole money situation. I remember the last time I went on vacation... Uh, with the family, I remember thinking all week long while I was gone was, you know, oh my gosh, you know, when I get back, I'm going to have X number of days for the rest of the month. How am I going to earn X number of dollars <laughs> to make ends meet when I get back? And, and it was a bit, I mean, there's a little bit of anxiety and stuff like that. Uh, that was about, I guess, I guess maybe 18 months ago. Actually, no, it mm-hmm. might've been a year ago uh, when I, when that happened, it was actually one full year ago when, when we went on that trip. And, uh, this, this time around, man, I, I tell you, I, I went, I left, um, my virtual, matter of fact, when I left, I had my virtual assistant working on my email for me. And, um, before I left, I had actually gotten to inbox zero and had some things nice. set up in, in such a way that, man, I, I tell you, my life was so organized and, and my assistant had me so well taken care of that by the time I came back, my schedule was booked for the next three, two and a half, three weeks. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I didn't have to do anything to get those on the schedule. She, she took care right. of it. And my email stayed pretty low, uh, even coming back from vacation. And, and, uh, nice. It's, it's nice. It, it's, it's fun to, to know that things are, you know, organization and all this stuff. You know, there are many times, Andy, that I spent a ton of time just working on how to organize things. I would literally, yeah. I guess in my mind, I would say I would waste an entire day on just how to organize my business. But you know what? That stuff pay is paying oh, off big time. Today. I was waiting for the second half of that. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's yeah. like that's priceless. Yeah. I mean it's 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 not unlike saying, okay, let's go to Chicago. Well, where are you now in relation to Chicago and how are you gonna get there? <laughs> and a lot of people say, I wanna go to I wanna be successful. So what's success look like? Oh, this, this and this. Well where are you now and how are you gonna get there? I don't know, but I'm just gonna start moving. And there, there is some value to just moving, but there's also, I think, a great amount of value in stopping and evaluating and, you know, adjusting and trying new systems. And, and I'm doing that some right now. I'm, I'm testing a new uh, service instead of high-rise for my um, contact management. Uh, just is not going to work for that. Just is good for connections. Just.com, I know we talked about that last week. Yeah. But that's going to be a good one to sort of manage um, people's connections. So looking at their Facebook, Twitter, blog posts, all in one screen at the same time, it aggregates all their sort of web activity, but it does not have the power to keep track of communication in the same way um, that HiRise does, where you can add notes and things like that. So I'm testing a, a service called Batch Batch Book, I think it's called, mm-hmm. um, and um, I'm excited to see how that goes. But you know, it's just it is kind of fun to just go, okay, how can I step back and sort of uh, reorganize and to see how much more productive you can be based on that. And I know that's why you have the virtual assistant podcast um, because that's born out of 
the joy you found in having a, a VA. And um, so there's, there, there's just great value in pausing. And my father-in-law actually owns some businesses. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really struggle sometimes because I think he's busier than he's ever been and not in a good way. You know, my, my goal is not to spend more time with work, my, and no offense to my clients, but my goal is to spend more time with my family. So, um, you know, make sure you're structuring your business in such a way, and hopefully we'll help when you do that here at Business Tech Weekly, that you can be really productive with your time. Yeah. Well, I tell you, one of the things that I did, and we talked about this last week, and you talk about becoming more pro- productive uh, and and stuff like that, is especially with my Inbox Zero, Last week, I told you I was thinking about for the very first time splitting my inbox into two. Oh yeah, yeah. and I did it. I, I I tell you what, it was now. Tell me, tell me specifically again about that. Like, all right, splitting it. What does that mean? Because and the reason I ask is Gmail has that, or Google Apps has the multiple multiple inboxes, so you can kind of split you know different messages. But that's more like a filter. Now, yeah, what do you mean by filter. split? I created a whole new account, just like I just like it was a new person in my business. I created a whole new account altogether. So, so if you send an email to feedback at gspn.tv, that used to just go right into my email inbox, just as if you went to cliff at ravenscraft.org or any other. Matter of fact, every email address I ever had would all go into my cliff at ravenscraft.org account. Well, I actually took the feedback at gspn.tv. I took uh-huh. the feedback prefix and took that off as a quote unquote nickname for my Google Apps email account. And I actually... Uh, went in and created a user called feedback in my mm-hmm. Google Apps. So now anytime somebody sends an email to feedback at gspn.tv, which is basically where all the voicemails go for this for all right. of the shows, it's where all the emails and everything related to feedback to any of the shows, it all goes to this one place. And what happened was I'm all about inbox zero, but the thing is is that um there were many times when I was actually dabbling my hands in processing uh, emails for show for shows in between consulting calls because I wanted to make sure and manage my inbox zero. Well, the thing mm-hmm. is, is I didn't need to do that then. That stuff wasn't important, but it would only be important if I really wanted to get to my inbox zero. So what mm-hmm. I decided is that you know what I'm not. I'm only going to check. And remember, I told you the whole desire that, you know, the idea and the concept of checking the email at 10 o'clock in the morning and two o'clock in the afternoon. Well, get this feedback at gspn.tv. I'm only checking at 6 a.m. once a week on Thursdays. Hmm. That's it. That is because the VA is handling the rest of it. Because that's the only time I need to look at feedback for the shows is when I'm actually preparing for shows. Oh, duh. Yeah. Okay. So awesome. It, I don't need to touch that until, and I, and, and once, and, and when I go into that inbox, knowing that the only things in that inbox are feedback for shows, I just actually go through, quickly read it, copy, paste, download uh, voicemails and process those. I, and, and basically from six o'clock this morning till eight thirty this morning, I processed everything in that inbox all the way and, and put everything together for today's show. Uh, for all yeah. of today's shows. It was just amazing. And now I don't have to worry about it. And you know what? The thing is, though, is that there are still some people out there who are emailing me at feedback at gspn.tv that as, a, as that's my email address. So I put, a, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I put an autoresponder on there that's really nice, very clearly identifies <laughs> everything. How long is it? Uh, it's about three paragraphs. Because <laughs> so, most autoresponders are really short and sort of, you know, yep. just not the right address, but... 
No. You're Cliff Ravenscraft, so it's different. It's it's relational. You know. I know. It's just funny because you're yeah, it's just funny. I, I'm all about the relationship, man. God God made you different, brother. He made us all different, but yeah. he made you real different. Yeah. <laughs> and so basically, uh, it, it it is cl- it completely changed my my whole inbox out of the it's out of this world. So now my inbox is usually all personal communication that I have to deal that I want to deal with on a daily basis. And instead of feeling like I have to process feedback for shows, even though I don't need to do it until Thursday, I was doing so much of that during my daily routine just because it was right. in that same inbox. It has radically helped in a major way. And so I, I'm, yeah, I'm, we're going to talk about that later in the show a little bit about sort of distractions and multitasking. So that'll be, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. That's yeah, cool. <laughs> it's, it, it kills, it kills. And, uh, it's sort of the life of business, but also can kill your business. So. Absolutely. So let's talk about some news. What's going on? Uh, I saw that well, you had an article <laughs> about your email address and what it says about you. Well, Great stuff, man. This is uh, this is just really one of those kind of funny, um, uh, funny graphics that you know sites will put together. This is from the Oatmeal, um, and it's from theoatmeal.com slash comics slash email underscore address. Um, but basically I'll just read through them cause I think it, it's what we talk about a lot on our show. Right. I think we talked about email in episode two or three, um, of this show. But first is if you have your own domain, so, you know, cliff at Ravenscraft at org or moreprofitnology.com or andytribe.com, whatever. So they think it means you have a good chance of being skilled and capable, maybe even a programmer or designer. So it's pretty accurate. Pretty the accurate. next one down is is at gmail.com. You have a Gmail address. Most likely knows their way around a computer. And when the internet stops working, actually tries rebooting the router before calling a family member for help. Nice. Well, we've, we've had those those phone calls. If you use a Hotmail address, you use a Compaq. <laughs> which is a type of computer, which is hilarious. Yes. Still has issues with spyware. And we're going to talk about that actually today too. And still thinks that MySpace is hip. <laughs> I think this is pretty accurate. Although I, I, I feel sorry for those of you who are listening who have a Hotmail address. I, I'm, I'm sorry like to My wife, you. I'm sort of embarrassed by that. But Your wife anyways. uses Hotmail? Dude, what's funny is Hotmail like updated their service or updated their interface to make yeah. it look more like Gmail. She's like, I don't like this new way it looks. I'm like, it looks good. You know, but she's just... She's a creature of habit, so hey, no big deal. Just fine. She's an habit to being married to me, so I'm okay with that. So I, I I can't wait till you say the next one because I am so against using this company's free services. <laughs> Go ahead at yahoo.com. Uh, if you have an address like that, um, it means that you usually type in all caps lock, <laughs> uh, and that you sends you and this person sends you email chain letter chain letters saying that Bill Gates will eat your hard drive unless you forward this message to everyone you know. Actually, I get so. that more. I used to get that more from Hotmail uh, than anybody else. But let me tell you what I hate about um, Yahoo. And I will tell you, my church, every single staff person of my church uses Yahoo. What? And, yeah, I'm not kidding you. And not only that, but the church official email address is, I think it's Watermark Community Church at yahoo.com. I'm not kidding you. And it, wow. it, it kills me because every single time I get a message from my pastor, I look at the bottom and it's like, P.S., lose weight using this product. I'm like, dude, what are you trying to tell me? It's like, oh, wait, that's an advertisement. 
it's like it's I like, remember you talking about that once. Yeah, it's like, what are you trying to tell me with all this weight loss junk? Are you trying to tell me I'm fat? And it's like, yeah, it, it's it, people have no clue, it, you know, how their emails are looking. I guess to the outside world, but man, it, some of the advertisement in there is just not appropriate for for t- maybe your position, you know, and where yeah. you are. Yeah. But man, it, well, it's or, some or of just crazy even, stuff. Or even just looking professional, which is, I think, the, the biggest thing, honestly. But yeah. yeah, all that other stuff you add and you can't control, it's pretty, can be pretty tasteless sometimes. So uh, the last one is AOL.com, which is great. Uh, before asking for computer help, still thinks it's funny to say, I'm computer illiterate, LOL. Which, <laughs> and we'll move on. Yeah. Uh, calls you on the phone to tell you about a neat website they discovered, then says in the receiver, okay. Go to http colon slash slash www dot and then says the whole address. <laughs> uh, and then the last one, this is my favorite of AOL.com. If you use that address, uh, those are the kind of people that print out emails and bring them over to your house to show them to you. <laughs> Too funny. I've had all those experiences. So yeah. I appreciate some uh, some tasteful humor. Now do you want to hear something funny? Hit me. I have an active email with all of those minus AOL. I used to have AOL years and years ago, but I don't. But I don't have that. But I still have a. I still have a uh, Yahoo address, which I use for spam. I still have a Hotmail address, just be. But I don't use it, and I never check it. But um, uh, I have that because that's how I use. That's what I use to sign in for like some IM services with with Microsoft still. And of course, right. I still have my at G, you know the Gmail address, the the actual plain Gmail address, just because that's what I use to log into a lot of Google services. So, right. And actually, right. my 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 actual physical Gmail dot com address forwards uh-huh. to, forwards to everything to my cliff at ravenscraft dot org. Right, right, right. So yeah, I have a lot of Gmail addresses, but um, they all forward to my domain name. So. How many email, anyway? How many email addresses do you think you've had in the last? Well, since uh, you've been using email, I would say uh, no less than thirty for myself. Uh, yeah, more than me. I, I probably have fifteen, maybe yeah. twenty. Um, but the great thing about Gmail is you can keep them alive. You can just forward them on. So yeah, uh, I used to log in and log out, and you just you don't have to do that. It's beauty. It's beauty. Very cool. All right, so that um, was kind of funny. Uh, and if anybody's yes. offended, well, you know. Seriously, Sorry, email me. Smile, <laughs> smile more often. It'll help. I promise. It'll help. All right, and, the, and and of course, go get a domain and have some real email. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? Actually, I do like Gmail. Gmail, I think is is probably. Oh, if I, I think Gmail is fine. If you don't have your own domain, I think your business name at gmail dot com is completely fine. Yeah, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm all cool right. with that. Good deal. The uh, next one I want to talk about is, and this is sort of, um, this is about access. This is not like a Mac versus PC conversation, but this is about how to create a following and or how to not create a following. This is a story from Engadget about the AT&T CEO was emailed a few times. And this person who emailed him, because Steve Jobs is sort of famous and, and more recently he's become much more active or actually responding to emails that uh, customers send directly to him. Um, they're very short responses, but he'll actually answer them and sort of give out little hints of what's coming and things like that. But he, he interacts with his community, okay, his tribe. Right. And you, you and I do that as well. You know, we're not like high and mighty. We're not going to return your email. That's silly. 
So, but AT and T, uh, this person sent them two um, emails, and someone from AT and T contacted them and basically said, "Thank you for emailing, but if you email this person, the CEO again, we will uh, offer you a cease and desist order, which is you know legal jargon for stay away." You know, and it's just it just smacks of like, what harm does it do to have someone email you? You know. Why can't you take the time to either respond on your own and get the guy's CEO of AT&T? I don't expect him to respond to that email personally. No. Nope. But why can't he, why can't he have a staff that responds to those? Because that customer was complaining or communicating about his issues with AT&T. And, and what, the irony is, the second one was saying, "I'm going to Sprint because I'm tired of you." And so all the guy did was get his name on Engadget as a jerk. Um, AT&T looks bad and they lost a customer, you know? Yeah. Now, I, I have no idea. I don't, I don't even think they need us. I mean, obviously if you have a complaint against the company, probably emailing the C- CEO really isn't the best place to go for that complaint. Sure. You know, I mean, there, there are other departments to contact. I, I, I don't sure. think if I was to actually, um, send an email to the CEO of a major corporation. I don't expect a response. And but you know what? The one thing I certainly don't expect is somebody from their the corporation calling me and then telling me if you send another email, we're gonna have to get you know we're gonna have to take legal action. That is yeah. ridiculous. I mean, hello, AT and T. There is this thing called filtering. You right. filter the email. All this guy's done with all these people over there at AT and T have done is just completely demolished this guy's email uh, inbox. Because I'm certain that a majority of the people who read that story are going to immediately start sending him emails. In fact, we called for people on help. I got a Mac to do that just because it's fun. <laughs> and and the, the message for Business Tech Weekly and again, it's not a Mac PC kind of thing. It's nothing like that. It's it's the idea of you need to be available on some level. And some people will say it's not scalable. You know, the CEO doesn't, CEO doesn't have time to answer emails. And you might say, well, I'm too busy to write emails. But, you know, one, make sure you're structuring your business in such a way that if you don't have to answer your email, then don't. But two, if you do have to answer them, you know, make yourself available. I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's just sort of silly to me that, that they, they, they think they're that important that email is that offensive to them. I don't know. It's, yeah. It just well, stinks. So. I, you know, the people. I, the, I still have a desire to respond to every email that comes into me. If 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 it's written and it and it's an email that kind of expects a response, it, I'm going to respond. You know, luckily mm-hmm. there's a lot of the stuff that goes into feedback at gspn.tv that well we read that we try to read that into the show and respond. Mm-hmm. And, and I still try to respond to a lot of those just to say, hey, thanks. We'll try to get this in an upcoming show. Uh, mm-hmm. So I have I have a desire. And is it scalable? I have. I have no doubt that there's going to be a day when I get so much more than I can, but I think that I'll probably take the Steve Jobs approach, which is, you know, you know, I can't respond to everybody, but by golly, I am going to make a point to respond to a bunch of questions that have been submitted by email. And I could even see myself, you know, um, you know, personally responding to things of a personal nature, but you know, things that are public, you know, that many other people would probably have the same question. I'd probably say, you know, Hey, Andy, from you know from Iowa called in and uh, he has a question or, or wrote in and has this question and I would actually probably respond to emails with a YouTube channel or something. Sure, 
You know, which is great. It's making yourself accessible. Exactly. So You're not. That's get, the point. Nobody expects a company that has hundreds of thousands of clients to respond to every single email. That's just crazy. But but yeah. man, AT and T totally failed on this one. Just to to, to cease and desist. Whatever. <laughs> crazy. Yes, I will desist. Yeah. Whatever that is. Um. Well, the the other one I want to talk about, and this is sort of just an ongoing stream with you and I. Is you know how are you using your iPad to be productive in your business? You know it's it's a fun tool and it's cool looking and all that kind of stuff. But you know what are some things maybe that you're using or ways that you're being more productive with it? Whether it's getting content, producing content, interacting with it. So I wanted to check in and see how how things are going in that area. Sure. Well, I'll tell you what. On my weekend trip away, I did not take a laptop. I only took my my iPad with me. And I will tell you that I responded to four emails while I was away. Uh, you know, woke up early in the morning just to check to see what all had come in. And I responded to a couple people and, and it was real quick and easy to do that right from my iPad. So that was still very good for me. Um, I have uh, caught up on a couple of a books that I've been wanting to read. So I'm getting through those. In fact, I'm Kindle, on the Kindle app on the Kindle app. So the Kindle app yeah. has been great for me. And uh, some other applications that I've been using is um, the Dropbox application, which allows me to put some files, you know, to access some files while I'm away that are in my Dropbox folder on my computer at home. So those are those are three applications. Um, Oh, and and of course, Twitterific. I still use that as a tool to maintain and continue to build and grow relationships with my my uh, community. Now, Twitterific is an iPad app. It's not an iPhone app that's blown up, correct? It is, it is a universal app, which means that okay. it has formatting for both the iPhone and the iPad. Okay, okay. Yeah, and that's my issue with Hootsuite, which I would love for them to get their iPad app soon. Is I use Hootsuite on my iPad, but it's just very pixelated. I still use it, but I'm going to check out Twitterific. So. Yeah. Um, well, on, on my end, uh, Dropbox definitely has been helpful. Um, there's one called Analytics Lite, if you're interested in uh, Google Analytics that I check every so often. Um, I did end up uh, using the WordPress app to uh, publish, and that's an, that's an iPad app. It's pretty 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 handsome-looking app, uh, free, to uh, post to my blog, uh, which has been nice. Um, and then this latest one, and you'll have to excuse me, I don't remember the name of it. Um, I'll have to go. I'm sure it's in the top apps right now, so I'll just go to my apps and look there. But it's a new browser, and it has tabbed browsing. Um, so I'm, I just opened it up for the first time about 30 minutes ago, and it, it seems to be pretty slick. Um, but I'm a big fan of tabbed browsing. So by all means, um, you know, I'd love to incorporate that into my iPad activity. Um, it just gets weird with Safari sometimes, but to have to kind of use that one button to go back and forth yeah. between my windows. Um, so I'm sure it's in top charts. Let's hold on about five seconds. A1 Perfect Web Browser. Um, it's got 128 reviews and it's got about, it's almost completely five stars. So, um, yeah, free, that's got, free app or paid? Uh, $2.99. Gotcha. $2.99. So. Uh, but out of you know 128 reviews is a pretty sizable amount, uh, and it's uh, and it you know it's hard to fake 128 reviews. So yep. I'm, I'm pretty pretty impressed with that. So and then I did download yesterday the Barnes and Noble e-reader, 
And really? here's why, Cliff. Yeah, why? and here's why. One, 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 because you know I'm a host, co-host of Business Tech Weekly. I want to, I want to test this out for people. But the other is, I wanted to see people. A few reviews said it's better than the Kindle app, and I went, well, okay, let's find out why. And I think highlighting is easier on it. Uh, it's got some custom text um, background and text sizes, and actually can do choose different text. Um, so it's a lot more customizable than the Kindle. Um, but here's the one I'm really excited about, and for you and me, I'm excited about it because we're friends, not just co-hosts, is that other uh, devices like their Nook, they have, which is their e-reader, Barnes & Noble e-reader, they have um, e-lending. So for the first two weeks that you own a book, you can lend it to someone else. Huh. Period. J- just for the first two weeks that you own it, not just... That's, that's as much as I read into it, but yes, the first two weeks. See, but, I, it would make sense if I could lend it to you for two weeks, but not because yeah. I buy books all the time and don't get to them until about a month down the road. Right. But I'm thinking of this. I'm saying, okay, let's just say you and I are going to read a new book by the Zappos founder who, who um, talked about, I think it's called Delivering Happiness. Right. Um, so let's just say, okay, let's, let's, let's get this thing read. And if it's half as much as it normally would be, then it's like, well, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll buy this one. You buy the next one. Right. Or it's a way just to communicate with people. You, you know, like let's say Justin, uh, Lucas Savage. We read a lot of same books. It's like, okay, let's read that. And and that it, it's another way of collaborating with people that you work with, sort of like-minded people, and, and sharing thoughts. And it's also some mutual accountability. It's like, well, we only have fourteen days to read this thing. So, um, you know, that's another reason that that the e-reader might uh, might pull me in to. Switching over to Barnes and Noble. So you know, you know it would be we'll cool see. is if we could actually have quote unquote friends on uh, like the one of these e-readers, and then what we could do is we could highlight notes and stuff like that. And what you could do is you could look at your book and you could say, okay, here's chap, you know, I'm on chapter five of this book. Okay, I want to, and it's and it can give you like a little list of or avatars of your friends that you're connected with who have mm-hmm. who have highlighted and put notes in that chapter. And yeah. you could actually have read. you seen that in Kindle that they have the most it's one of the options you can do the most popular highlighted and oh, no. it'll actually it's it's pretty interesting I, I don't know where I, if I can find it or not but but, um, but and, can and you I, do it with your friends though can you choose no, that? like it's it's like universal it's they basically built okay. into it like a hundred people underline this sentence and they'll go okay like this is a very popular section right. and it sort of vaguely underlines it um, right. but no, cool. I like that idea. It, it, it is cool. I like it. And, um, and I think when you tap on it, it says like 22 people have underlined this or highlighted this section or whatever. So, um, yeah, let's see here. Yeah. But I, I would, uh, I would like to have uh, some collaboration oh, okay. here with we go. friends. Share eBooks with friends for free with lend me connect directly from iPad address book for easy sharing. So I had to figure out exactly what that looks like. I thought it wasn't available yet on the iPad. So, um, anyway, we'll have to look into that. But again, I think part of being successful in business is, is, you know, reading. Yep. So, um, by all means, I think this applies to our, our listeners. So absolutely. We will, uh, we'll, we'll look into that. Um, yeah, it doesn't look like it's available yet for the iPad, but we'll see. Very we'll see. cool. Um, and then you know, obviously we're using outliner right now, which is still working for us. We're using that for our show notes. Um, which is a nice uh, iPad app if you're uh, wanting to do lists with people. So, yes. yeah. And I, and by the way, I am 69% of the way through Rework. 
loving Are it. Are you? Yeah, it's a great book. Are you? Yep. You like the, you like the pictures? Uh, the pictures are kind of cheesy, but the the, con- the content's great. So it is. I like it. It is. It's a gutsy book. I like it. I, I like it because you know it's it's the type of book that I want to read because I can pick it up and and drop it and I don't have to build on everything I've learned up to that point. And remember, I can kind of just pick it up and come back to it whenever I want. And I really like that. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Right. I think I mentioned to you it's more like a reference book. I mean, it's a good book. You could definitely go back and. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of more of a, like a devotional business thought of the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Devotional with bad words in it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got to hey, any got, of the bad words yet. Yeah, well, yeah. There's some. I think to save until the end. Um, nice. I I was wrong on the lend me. It says you can lend many of your eBooks one time for a maximum of 14 days. When you use your lend me technology, you you cannot read your book while it's on loan, but you can always get it back. So that, apparently yeah, you can learn that it is good weeks, stuff. Which is nice. Yeah. That is good that would, stuff. That would make me switch over. And frankly, I just I just think it's I've had some issues with highlighting on the Kindle app and so huh. um yeah. Maybe I have fat fingers, who knows. Maybe. So. I don't know if you, I don't know if anything can pull me away from the Kindle app just yet, so we'll see. I'll try. I'll you try. Try. Try it. Well, let's get to the heart of a couple things that we wanted to talk about today. And the first one is multitasking. And, you know, I, I know that right now I have uh, my MacBook with an external monitor. That's two monitors. iPad, I count that as a third monitor. And I have my Windows 7 HP, and that's got uh, another monitor. So I have four monitors in front of me with four different windows up. <laughs> now that's sort of the epitome of multitasking. So uh, the conversation I wanted to have is everyone says that multitasking is so negative, they've done studies, so on and so forth. Um, what do you do to either effectively multitask yourself or to stay away from multitasking altogether? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I want to say that anybody who says that multitasking is a killer of productivity, um, I would say it really depends on your personality and it depends on what task it is that you're multitasking on. There are certainly some tasks that I believe that shouldn't you should not be doing anything else and should not have any distractions at all while you're performing that task. And specifically, I'm talking about those big things that you don't necessarily like to do because any kind of distraction that can come along, you'll gladly mm-hmm. welcome that distraction and you'll never get done with that task that you just aren't looking forward to doing. And so gotcha. so those are the ones I think that multitasking is a huge danger. Um, now, I will tell you this. There are uh, times when I will be processing, you know, before I had my virtual assistant who handles a lot of my posting of all these episodes that I put online, um, th- there'll be times when I'm processing these files and I load it up and I've got five minutes before this quote-unquote computerized process is done. Well, I'm not just going to sit here for five minutes and stare at the screen. At five minutes, mm-hmm. in five minutes, I can knock out seven emails. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to read and respond to seven emails and then flip back to that screen to see how that process is going. And then I'm going to hit save and it's going to be another 35 seconds. I'm going to go over and hop onto Twitter and see if anybody's said anything to me recently and see if I wouldn't need to respond to anything. Um, right. So there are times when I think multitasking is is not only uh, okay, but I think it's the thing wh- thing you should be doing so you don't have a ton of downtime during some tasks that are not necessarily 
as thought provoking or require a lot of creativity and stuff like that. But I think there are times when multitasking is important. Yeah, I think it's funny because, you know, all the studies show the same thing that when it comes to getting tasks done, it's not as helpful. But I, I guess I'm just wondering what, what tasks are they talking about? Because I can go look at Hootsuite and respond to four tweets, you know, in a minute, two minutes. I mean, it's, you only get 140 characters. It doesn't take that long, you know. So when it comes to productivity for me, I do find myself multitasking a lot. But Cliff, I've got to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for what you said. I don't think you realize how big this is that for the things you don't like to do, don't allow yourself to be interrupted. Right. Because technology is always present. You know, we've always, we've got these multiple tabs up. You know, you've got permatabs we've talked about before, tabs that don't even close ever. <laughs> you know, they're always up on your browser. So the, that means that window is always available. You know, but for those things that you really don't like to do, that, if you know you don't like to do it, um, you know, that's that's the sort of uh, pro- of action that you have to you have to push through it. Otherwise, you will let multitasking become an excuse. Yep. And um, and that's why I wanted to bring it up. I think a lot of us love technology, but frankly, it just becomes such a distraction. Yeah. Um, does your iPhone distract you a lot, or you you have that under wraps? I good? I completely have my iPhone under wraps. My phone does. It is set to manually check mail. I will not let it check mail on its own. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's nothing there. Um, the only time that my phone ever does anything is if somebody, uh, sends me a text message directly to my phone or if Stephanie tweets, if Stephanie tweets, then anytime she says something on Twitter that immediately comes through as a push notification, I get no other push notifications at all. Uh, so my, my uh, iPhone is completely silent unless somebody calls me, text message me or Stephanie sends out a Twitter message. Those are the only three things that it'll do. And yeah. I will tell you right now, most of the time, my iPhone is in silent uh, mode so that even if any of those things happen, I wouldn't know it. Gotcha. And, and here's another thing I'll tell you is if I go out for a long walk or something like that, or I go somewhere where I want to kind of just, you know, unplug for a little bit, I actually physically will turn my phone off or put it in airplane mode so that even those things can't come through. Yeah, and and the reason I asked about that, frankly, is because I just think so many people, you know, my my dad has a great quote about cell phones, and he actually has a cell phone. I I think I call him about once a year on it. But before he had a cell phone, he said, why would I have a cell phone? Then people could reach me anywhere I'm at, which is why people get cell phones. Yeah. (laughs) But that was his reason for not getting one. And, And I think people just need to remember in business, you know, you can train your clients how to be... You can train your clients to know how accessible you really are. You get to choose if you pick up the phone or not, you know? So I think the phone is a major distraction for multitasking. Even at your desk, people should just turn off your phone. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's sort of ridiculous sometimes the, the, the cost for forwarding messages. I think I have Sprint, and if you forward a message, it's like 30 cents a minute or something like that. If you forward a phone call from your phone to another... But, you know, people know how to get a hold of me. There's 18 different ways to get a hold of me, yeah. you know. So, you know, I think your phone can be, in my opinion, one of the biggest ways that people get totally, totally sidetracked when it comes to multitasking. Yeah. Today, today DJ Hollams, my co-host for the About the Church podcast, I'm looking right here at 1227 this afternoon. He says, hey, man, um, 
Uh, let's see here. I have to be up in Kenwood today at five o'clock with rush hour. I might need to leave the about the church podcast before 4 p.m. today. May, can we start earlier um, or just finish early? Uh, just an FYI. All right. So that was at 1227. And um, today at 3.03 p.m., which, by the way, we start the show at three o'clock at 3.03. He says, uh, send another message saying, I'm running late. Sorry. Do you know when I got those messages? Just now? Just now at 513. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> so he, he sent me a message at 12 o'clock this afternoon, and I did not see it. And he, when he, you know, it was it was 3 o'clock, and I was looking for DG, and he's I'm like, DG's not here. And uh, I just came down here. I figured, you know, he'll show up in a little bit. I look, went to twitter.com slash argon52. I didn't see anything where he said he's out of town or anything like that. So I figured I'll give him a few minutes to show up. He shows up about five minutes after three. He says, did you get my text messages? Nope. Oh, looks like you sent me some text messages. First time I read them was just now. And I happen to know that he also left me a voicemail earlier today. So I just checked my email and there's a Google voice from DG Hollins. And I'm like, you know what? I didn't get any of that communication. And is my life ended as a result of it? <laughs> no. No, you're still still clicking, man. I'm still clicking. And the the About the Church podcast went great today. Um, and so, so people said, you know, gosh, Cliff, um, you know, you go on, you go out for a walk or something like that. You go away for a couple hours and you turn your phone in, in airplane mode. You know, what, what happens if something happens to one of the kids and Stephanie can't reach you? I'm like, well, I hope that she knows how to dial 911. Right. (laughs) You know, right. Uh, worst case scenario, I come home four hours later and nobody's here and I, I've turned my phone on and lo and behold, there's a voicemail from Stephanie frantically saying, hey, you got to come home. Something's happened to Matt. And then all of a sudden it's like I get another message. It's like, hey, I'm at the hospital. Come visit. I mean, I mean, that's the worst. I mean, literally, that's the worst case scenario. Right. You know, but, and so, I mean, I, I just don't understand the urgency of being available 100 percent of the time all day long every day. Yeah, and I'm not sure which book it is. I, it might have been a Stephen Covey, um, but it's it's that whole urgent, important, you know, all of those that those quadrants. I don't, I'm not I don't remember which which others were, but um, you know, it's urgent, important, immediate, all those different um, you know sections. That, and it seems like everything now because you can reach people so quickly. I mean, this is what happened once, Cliff, when I just signed up for Twitter. I was like, oh, because, you know, I didn't understand Twitter at all. No one understands Twitter when they sign up for it. They just sign up for it. So I signed up and they're like, oh, you can get your tweets sent to your cell phone. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that lasted days. for about 10 minutes, you know, and I was like, oh, I just got 32 messages in 10 minutes. <laughs> I better turn that off, you know. But that's just like, hey, you can do that. You can do that with your emails. You can do that with your phone. You can do that with your office phone. I mean, there's just no way to reach me right now. Unless you're in the gsbn.tv slash live chat room or you're Cliff Ravenscraft on the other end of Skype, you know, I'm completely protected uh, or you're my wife and you walk downstairs. So, you know, I'm completely protected from that. And, and I guess that's my encouragement or my message today for this episode for folks is look at your behaviors and understand that you control your behaviors when it comes to multitasking. And as Cliff you said, I think very, very, very well is. If it's a task you don't like, then don't multitask during it. Just get it over with, you know, rip the Band-Aid off, do it as quick as you can. But um, 
if it's something that you do like to do or you can you know send a tweet while this is uploading or this and that, then by all means multitask. And you know, there's a thousand studies that would disagree with that. And I, I, I need to multitask less. That's for yeah. sure. That's one of the reasons I want to talk about this. Well, the, uh, the but, uh, you know, there, there's but I still the, think it's valuable. Yeah. The, the, here's the thing. The, you know, there's the, there's the whole, you know, things you hate to do. Don't multitask during that. The, there's one other thing that I would say don't multitask during, and that is a, in a creative process. There are sometimes when we have a task that's before us and we absolutely love it, but it requires creativity. And creativity, I think, if it gets interrupted, you lose inspiration. And if you lose inspiration, that that's hard to get back. I mean, there are things. It's like, have you ever had? Have you ever had like a thought that comes to you in the shower, and you think, "Oh my gosh, that's oh, I have to do that." And then all of a sudden, it's like you, you know, you get out of the shower, you get dressed, and you grab yourself some breakfast. And by the time you sit down to actually do the day, you can't remember what that thought is you had, or even if you remember yeah. if you had a thought. Yeah. So there are some, yeah, absolutely you get in. Sometimes you get into that creative mindset and things start coming to you and you cannot be distracted. You need to turn the phone ringer off. You need to you need to turn everything else off. You need to avoid any and every other little tiny thing that could possibly come your way. And you need to sit down with with just your yourself and your creativity, even in the in the event that you will love something. And I will give you an example of this. Um, I have this, uh, these webinars that I would record and I would need to actually do the post-production. I love those things, but it needs, I need creativity. I need to be able to focus on this event. Uh, it's not necessarily that I can't, you know, take a few minutes and, and go check email, but I don't want to because I don't want to lose that creative flow as well. So there are, there mm. are, that's another example is if your mind needs to be flowing with idea and thought it's best not to multitask during that as well, at least for myself. No, I think that's true. I, I just think there are some things that are interruptible and other things that just frankly should not be. And um, I know you even have it where the phone doesn't interrupt you. I mean, I have phone numbers I give out that go straight to voicemail. Um, so, you know, purposefully, <laughs> you know, uh, phone numbers that only go to voicemail. And, um, you know, I get back to people. You know, we're not saying ignore people. We're saying structure your time so that you can be the most productive, which will give you better service um, for your clients. You know what I do with my phone numbers? I have I have one phone number that I give to everybody now. It's my Google Voice, um, mm-hmm. and and I tell you what, it's so great. Every single phone call that ever comes in does go to my cell phone. Uh, so if you call me, it, it it my phone is ringing and it's right there in my pack in my pocket and it's ready to go. But I will tell you this, unless you and I have a scheduled phone call or unless you're my wife, I don't answer the call. <laughs> it goes, I mean, if we're not scheduled to talk on the phone, I'm not right. answering. You're going to leave me a voicemail and I'm immediately going to go check it if I'm available to do so. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to check to see what you had to say. And I will tell you what I've learned through this process of allowing all my calls to go to voicemail except for the ones that are you know expected i learned that nine out of ten of those messages are all things my assistant can handle for me and i actually love that google voice keeps all those things online because i just send a message to her saying hey go into my google voice there's a couple new voicemails in the inbox will you take care of those for me boom Mm -hmm. takes care of them all Love it. Well, Google Voice does all of that for you. So uh, I'm not sure which episode that is. It's in our first 10, I believe. But get that Google Voice number and 
and uh, turn it to do not disturb or whatever you need to do and, and send it straight to voicemail. Very cool. Hey, I guess next week we'll talk a little bit about security online. Is that what you have in mind? Yeah. Uh, Google, uh, you know, the almighty Google is is no longer uh, allowing their employees to get Windows operating systems on their computers. Yay! Uh, Google has an operating system that's coming out in the fall. Uh, they think about late uh, late uh, August, early September. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, operating systems and, you know, what's the best way to handle security? Is it the operating system or is it the end user? So we're going to talk about that a little bit for your business. Very cool. And if you guys have any thoughts, questions, feedback for the show, you can give us a call at 859-795-4067. Again, the phone number is 859-795-4067. We'll be looking forward to talking to you then. And until next time, everybody, join the community.